0: Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings. Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders. Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings. Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers Bangalore, Sunrisers Hyderabad. May the best team win brought to you in association with who knows wins put your money where your mates are and play along with the cricket badger
2: hello hello everybody for the penultimate time this IPL we say hello and welcome to the cricket badger podcast IPL dailies and uh, we're looking ahead two teams left we're looking ahead to the final joined by Naman Dan and Neil to uh, have a look ahead towards uh, Chennai Super Kings against the Kolkata Knight Riders in the final. If we get time as well, we might have a little look ahead to the England Lions squad that was announced today. And also, Naman drew my attention on the WhatsApp group to some changes in the mega auction, potentially likely. And uh, we will have a look at that as well. Gentlemen, welcome. Naman, let's start with you. You used to be a KKR Badger. You jumped ship. They went to CSK. Where do your
3: allegiances lie now? Yeah, I'm wearing yellow and pretty much with P.S.K. throughout and uh, maybe we'll be seeing Dhoni MSD tomorrow for the last time in yellow t-shirt. So I'm pretty much backing them. I always back them. I felt they had the team in there with them and with good youngsters and uh, seniors as well. So they have uh, all the flavors which is needed for T20, the off spinners, the leggies, the left arm orthodox and uh, well, led by Dhoni, so overall, yes, I'm backing them uh, throughout, and they've done well in this tournament. I, I love the way
2: you always say flavors to kind of like the mixture of things, and you always say flavors. I like that. Um, Dan, welcome along. Your Derry Capitals team, um, they just fell at like the last hurdle again, didn't they? It was a real disappointment for them because I, I actually felt they have been the best team in the tournament, but just fell at the last gasp.
4: Yeah, I agree. I thought, um, they were the best team in the tournament as well, um, and I could see them. Um, going all the way this year. Um, Seems to be almost a a mental block now where they just can't get over the line. Um, But, you know, KKR deserved it. They're on the the roll of momentum. Um, And I think, you know, Delhi will come again next year and uh, see where we go there.
2: Maker Auction, we'll talk about that later. That's going to have a massive impact on the uh, forthcoming IPLs, isn't it? Neil, um, looking ahead to CSK's chances in this. MSD, obviously a legend of Indian cricket his chance to, I mean, not go out because he said he's going to carry on and he's going to say goodbye on his own terms on a home ground in India. But um, it's a, a big, big opportunity for MSD to add another title to his uh, glowing CV.
1: Yeah, and he comes across as someone who doesn't, doesn't pay attention or care about what everyone's saying uh, off in the media or, uh, or on Twitter. But I'm sure there's part of him that's, you know, smarting a little bit from some of the criticism. Um, because I think some of it's a little bit overblown. Yes, he isn't what he was. Because, quite frankly, who can be the best white ball player in the world all the way through their career? He's he had to drop off at some point, but he's not as far gone as um, as everyone says. So I'm sure he'd want to, you know, prove himself um, to people who who have been doubting him um, as much as you know he always seems very stoic. There'll be a little bit of him that wants to show people that uh, he still has it.
2: But even he admitted that he he was struggling a little bit this time around. So I mean, the, some I think the, some of the criticism has been valid, to be honest. But he was fantastic, wasn't he? In the uh, in the last game they played, it was him that got them across the line and into the final.
1: Yep. Can uh, can we have Tom Curran bowling at him all the time? Um, I think that that suits him. Uh, Absolutely fine. No, look, he's obvious. He obviously has dropped off, and there have been problems with his uh, his strike rate, his rotation. He still has it in him to uh, to produce when the chips are down, and that uh, that steely determination and that single mindedness when it comes down to the crunch, that ice cold uh, steel that he seems to have running through his veins, that'll get him through now and again. So uh, yeah, I'd like to see him do it. Once more batting down at 10.
3: You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast.
1: Got a couple of questions in on the
2: Twitter feed. Tony Skinner, he asked uh, on Twitter ahead of this podcast if Andre Russell is fit, would you bring him in for the final and potentially drop Shaqib? I guess would be the obvious uh, omission. Or do you stick with a winning side? Now, man, I mean, it's difficult this one because Andre Russell is a massive figure in the KKR squad but they seem to have actually done a little bit better without him they've gone on this winning streak whilst he's been injured would you unsettle a winning 11 or would you bring him back in?
3: I would bring him uh, back uh, in place of Shafib because owing to the nature of the wicket uh, Sharjah surprising a lot compared to last year we were expecting a lot more betting friendly but uh, these are slowish and sluggish wickets. You you, have, you might have seen how Shaki bowled yesterday. It was like uh, uh, ball was things so low that uh, they were just not able to uh, play him uh, that uh, nicely, and ball was not coming onto the bat. And Dubai is quite uh, backing friendly at present. And also, uh, the left handers in CSC are more dangerous uh, with likes of Mohin Ali, Jadeja, Raina. Uh, if he plays, so they might be promoted ahead uh, to take on uh, and Also, he bowled in power play overs, and uh, if it turns out the exact opposite of what they played in Sharjah, uh, it will be difficult for uh, like of Morgan uh, to uh, like control these three spinners because the template would be changing, and uh, he'll have to make more use of year uh, which he has not bowled at all in last three matches. Uh, he has bowled the three spinners more, so. I feel Russell will be a good uh, versatile uh, a flavor. Again, I would uh, the word which I would like to use, he will give that medium pacer, two to three overs in between. Uh, and if not Shakib, then I would prefer Russell. And also in this kind of uh, final, uh, who would uh, be better uh, having an asset uh, like Russell uh, more than anyone? How about you, Dan? Would you unsettle
2: a winning side? They're on a terrific run at the minute KKR to get themselves into the final. It would be quite a big call, wouldn't it? Shakib's obviously contributed um, but Andre Russell is a, a, a big unit in more ways than one
4: I think it would be a bigger call to leave him out if he's fit if he declares well not if he declares himself fit but if he is declared fit to play Um I think, like we've mentioned previously, Shaqib is probably the one who will will drop out. I'd say that's fairly certain, and it's a straight shootout between um, Dre Russ and Shaqib. But um, I look at who, who is like more likely to win you win you the match in a, a big match situation. And I think this is the exact sort of situation that, that Andre Russell thrives off. And I think he's... Yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely pick Dre Russ if he's fit, definitely. He could win, you know, five overs... With a bat, could win you win you the game? And that's a gamble. I think you've got to take in this situation if you KKR.
2: Neil, we've asked this question a couple of times over the last few podcasts, and I know your answer on it is. Have you got anything to add to Naman and Dan's comments?
1: Yeah, may not be their um, may not be their decision. Shakib might be playing for Bangladesh in the uh, in the World Cup qualifying round. Uh, BCB are going to going to choose whether Shakib's even available.
3: He is available. Only-
1: Really? Uh, have the BCB come out and uh, and said that? Because I don't know what the bubble-to-bubble bubble quarantine is and uh, and the round starts on Sunday. Um, but if if they have, then, um, then uh, yeah, it is uh, interesting. One, one thing I would say is fitness permitting and not just fitness for Dre to be on the field. You need to make up those four overs. Now, if Dre can only take two at the death, then you have to rely on Venki Aya. Now, I know he's had a a couple of um, a couple of roles over the army. He's, he's bowled a full four a couple of times, I think, and done pretty well. But he's a guy who's played half a season at this level. Um, and quite frankly, is he a guy that you would trust to face Moeen or MSD at the death in the final of the IPL? So I think that comes into it as well because we've all been really impressed with him. Um, and he's drastically changed KKR's season since they've come to the Middle East because he's lengthened their batting order he's allowed a bit of freedom in the bowling and his inclusion has changed everything for them in the way that they've played and their fortunes in terms of results but I think it is a big ask to um to absolutely guarantee um so it depends can Dre's knees take three at least three overs I would say so, so that you don't have to bowl then. so what's the answer to the question would you play him or not I would play Shakib if um, if Dre isn't 100% fit I wouldn't put a batting only Dre on the pitch in place of Shakib okay. assuming that Shakib is allowed to play
2: Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Second question, has Owen Morgan led KKR to the final? Or have his CSK players led him there? You see the difference there in the in the kind of the two parts of that. Has Owen Morgan tactically brilliantly led his team to the final, Naman, or has his team bailed him out of his poor run of form with the bat?
3: No, I don't think so. They have bailed him out. I will back him. Uh, he has led well. Uh, the kind of rotation of the bowlers. I'll again say it. He did it brilliantly against RCB, also against. Uh, uh, Delhi as well, uh, the middle-overs, how he well, nicely used Sunil Naran in, in the power play and against RCB, he brought him against uh, Maxwell and ABD. Uh, uh, also, he studied, uh, I'm impressed with the way he reads the wicket uh, nicely, he reads the pitches. Yes, the toss and all favours everyone and uh, you are, one team is bound to lose, but end of the day, using his assets very nicely. Uh, we saw Shivam Mavi not taking wickets in the power play over, so he did not bowl him at all in the uh, in first six overs yesterday. He bowled his prime bowlers. He never bowled Ferguson two overs in first six overs uh, any time. So overall, uh, he has uh, led his troops well. Uh, yes, uh, a-, a year in likes of Gill and everyone has b- batted brilliantly. Um, likes of Dinesh Karthik also uh, and uh, Morgan, they have not batted, but uh, they needed that kind of leadership, right? Because Karthik also left uh, midway uh, last year and he handed over to them and uh, uh, they are getting the result irrespective of how it is contributing and uh, it's hard to judge sometimes how, sometimes like how number five and six just come in and that too in UAE. It's just not that those easy wickets were like the Russell, Pollard and everyone, those sloggers are uh, struggling. So it's not easy to judge this number four, five and six. I feel so. Yes, he's out of form, but I feel that he is that is not impacting his captaincy. I would give him ten on ten there. Uh, he is uh, he has taken them to the final, so nothing to worry. I feel that.
2: Just realised, man. you got your yellow, you see Csk yellow on today, haven't you? On the on the pod, Dan. Slightly different version of that question. As an Englishman looking ahead to the T Twenty World Cup, are you concerned at all about Owen Morgan's form?
4: Um, I, I can't say I'm not concerned, but I do think. He is worth the, the, I I feel like he's sometimes just worth the pick as the captain. I feel like the influence that he has on his teams is is almost, you know, it's second to none. He's had a cracking season as captain. I don't think it's a case that, um, I think it's, going back to the first question, James, I think it's a little bit of both. I know it's a bit of a cop-out of an answer, but I do think it's a little bit of both. I, I get the impression with KKR that they are, the the team are totally all in on Morgan. Similar how, you know, how he how he carries England sometimes. I think he's well, we all know he's ice cool at the death in the in the real crunch moments he um he seems to come through. He didn't necessarily last night. But um I would back the team that Owen Morgan and Owen Morgan is captain in in a tight game ninety nine times out of a hundred. I think um in terms of England for the World T20, I think he could be protected by our batting lineup a little bit, probably better than he has been for KKR. Um, I think less could be could be asked of him, and uh, yeah, he would. I mean, he would. He'll play for England as long as he wants to to play cricket. I don't think he'll be dropped.
2: So we can look forward to a 93 year old Owen Morgan walking out <laughs> at the uh, the World Cup, whatever year that would be. Neil, we've asked you. I've talked to you about Owen Morgan before, so I'm going to change the subject before I come to you. This will be Ravindra Jadeja's 200th IPL appearance. Um, one of his teammates, Faf du Plessis, his 100th <laughs> IPL appearance. Two quite big landmarks for those guys. Um, two big players. In IPLs, both this time around and in times gone by as well, obviously landmarks and stuff don't mean you're going to win the game. But it would be quite a, a nice way of capping those landmarks if they were to lift the trophy at the end of them, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you certainly wouldn't argue against that. And you know, these are uh, these two guys who have um, have used their image on social media well enough, so I'm sure there'll be uh, a few lovely posters uh, going around. Uh, you know, I assume if they if they win. Faf will take his top off and he'll have a uh, uh, hundred spray painted across his, his you're,
2: chest. You're only jealous, Neil Varani. You're like me. <laughs> just because you, you would never take your top off in public, it doesn't mean... If I had a six-pack like
1: Faf de Plessis, I'd never wear a shirt. To be fair, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, if, if I looked like Faf, then uh, I'd... I'd just be wearing the same towel that he did when he was selling uh, uh, Warner off. Uh, that, that that would be my uh, my daily attire. Um, uh, I think the
4: closest James comes the hairline. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, let's change the subject. Thank you, Dan. for That will take Dan off the call. Rituraj um, Gaikwad. Now, man, he needs 24 more runs to uh, win the Orange Cap. So there's a little bit of a sideshow at the uh, top of the order there. He's had a superb IPL. He's 24 to get that orange cap on the top of his box by the time we finish the final do you think he'll do it
3: yes 100% and uh, more than the number of runs i like the way he takes his inning forward uh, he is not the one who will just uh, cut loose after six overs he wants to stay over there and uh, in all the press conferences you will uh, you might have heard dhoni speaking about him he has uh, used the word authentic uh, for ruturaj a lot he looked like an old school boy Please, to so such a uh, vintage shot is not just uh, one who will just uh, slog uh, here and there. Uh, those are textbook uh, shots, and uh, yes, uh, he is here to stay long. And uh, I am sure not only 24 he will score another turn if uh, might uh, if it's needed. Uh, he is a uh, a brilliant talent, and I am I won't be surprised if he'll be brought in immediately in India team uh, for longer purpose. Uh, uh, he is a brilliant uh, lad. Uh, this That is why I love CSK because if you will see last five to seven years, there will be always one or two players, uh, the fruits of CSK coming out and playing for India. Uh, this is the kind of uh, team uh, CSK has been, and uh, these are the products of uh, IPL and uh, CSK. So on that basis, you should love Mumbai Indians even more.
2: But anyway, we'll move on from that comment. Um, Dan Rituraj Gayakwad. I mean, he's one of a number of youngsters in this IPL that have, have have really shone. And it's one of the fantastic things about this competition. One of the reasons I love watching it is you see um, some of the, the future Indian stars like Naman just mentioned before the wider world do. Anybody that's not interested in the IPL, they miss out on that, don't they?
4: Yeah, um, absolutely. It also... Um, is of massive benefit to the Indian national team um, purely because it gets these players oven ready in really, really high-pressured situations before they even, you know, get involved with the national team. Um, and could anything be more high-pressured in international cricket than playing for India? You know, it's the perfect breeding ground um, and it's the the envy of tournaments all around the world. The the influence in um, is starting to come through in the Big Bash as well, similar situation where a lot of Aussies are now coming through, having played in big games in big stadiums, critics of the you know the franchise system around the world I think um you just need to to look at that and that'll that'll show exactly what it can do for the for world cricket but yeah some terrific young Indians um we're seeing coming through and like Naaman said I don't think it'll be long before they're starting to get heavily involved in the Indian setup
2: it's a shame really that India've only got 11 shirts to give out because they could probably Mm -hmm. put out three teams really for the amount of talent that is around Neil, I mean, I, I, I re as I say, I really love the fact that a number of young Indians come through this one. But back to Gare Quads, he's kind of bubbled under for the last two years. In the first couple of sort of um, years of this cycle of the IPL, he's been there and he's produced a couple of fifties. But this season, he's really kicked on, hasn't he? And we, we said it about somebody else the other day. But if you're going to have your best season in the IPL, do it in the final year of the cycle, because he's going to be quite attractive to a number of franchises, I imagine, going forward.
1: I don't think they're going to get a chance. If if I were CSK, I mean, we don't know how many retentions they're going to get, but Guyquads, someone that I'd be building the team around for the next five years, um, he's uh, young enough age, um, he's short he's already debuted. I think he played in uh, in Sri Lanka in the second team that got sent out over the summer. Um, I think he's a, a wonderful player. I think T Twenty from the way he plays, T Twenty is probably his worst format. Uh, he's he's got all he looks like a very classical player doesn't he he looks like someone who could play odis and tests more more easily than uh, than he does t20
2: and he's one of those players Neil that he has that slightly lower strike rate in his first 20 balls or whatever it is and he he, he accelerates but the what what has been fantastic about him this time he's stayed in enough balls to be able to accelerate because we often see players they play the first 20 get out on the 21st ball and they're out for a run of ball, whereas this time Gyakwood's gone all the way through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's very similar to how how KL plays or a or a Dawood Milan. I don't think he's as slow as either of them, but there is a real sense that he's building an in innings, and the amount of times so that you see him still there and sort of the tenth, twelfth over, it's a, it's a very regular occurrence. I will say this about him last last season. He got, he got COVID um, before the season started, which yeah. obviously is going to really knock you back, especially if there are lingering physical effects. And also he got played in, in the middle order because um, Shane Watson was having his, his swan song last year. Um, I think this year he's had the benefit of being able to go into it fully fit and with a defined role because we know that um, Stephen Fleming and uh, MSD are very big on role definition. Um, there's been that clarity. There's been a good good partnership with Faf. And I, I think you see Faf giving him a lot of advice throughout the games. So his first proper season, and uh, he's he's been wonderful. Um, I think he's going to be one of the mainstays assuming he can force his way into the team. He's definitely got the talent. Um, if he can get through uh, for India, I think he's going to be a wonderful player to watch over the next 10
2: years. And we'll move on now to your Chartered Accountant, mate. I'll, I'll ask Naman about Venkatesh Aya. I mean, he's slightly older, but he's, um, he's had a terrific sort of second half of this IPL. He didn't play in the first part in India, but they hit the uh, the tarmac in the UAE. He's come into that KKR side, and he's made a massive difference to their fortunes.
3: Yes, immense and uh, not only the difference, the kind of energy he brings in uh, his live wire in the field as well. And the way he started his career in KKR, like he he pulled, he attempted pull shots right of the first delivery to Bolt to Nokia. I don't remember the third bowler, I guess it was Avesh Khan. Uh, so he is uh, right there and he, we saw his pictures, he was interacting with Kohli, he was interacting with Dhoni, he is a learner. Uh, yes, he studies. He has too many degrees. Uh, uh, that is uh, that itself uh, says a lot about him. Uh, but overall, the impact. Yes, he has been chosen as a net bowler in the World Cup itself. So uh, there itself sees like how they are already planning uh, about him uh, for the future. Uh, he's an asset, and not only with the bat, he has bowled in the uh, death overs, uh, the kind of slower deliveries he, he has in his asset, and. Uh, uh, the one year down the line, he is going to be a. Uh, I won't be surprised if he's a go-to bowler, and he comes in uh, as an all-rounder in the Indian team and plays as a finisher. Maybe uh, not an opener. Uh, he is into the right hand and Kohli uh, and uh, Rohit Sharma. I'm sure he'll be more confident once he plays uh, for India along with these uh, good cricketers.
2: We we could go through every young star in this final, but we'd have probably have to do about four. Episodes of this podcast to get through them all. So we'll we'll skip on. Um, just set a few stats, Dan. And I don't know how much of a how much of a bearing you think these play on this final coming up. It might play no bearing in your mind whatsoever, but this is CSK's ninth final. They've won three of the eight they've played before. It's KKR's third final. They've won every single one before in 2012, 2014, and they beat CSK in the 2012 final. Um, head-to-heads between the two sides. CSK are leading the uh, 25 matches, 16 to 8, with one of them being a no result. 15 of the 25, interestingly, have been won by the chasing side between the two sides. Um, CSK winning nine, KKR winning six. But obviously, those are on different surfaces. How much, um, I mean, the, uh, sorry, the last six matches between the two teams, CSK lead that 5 1. Does that play any part in this final tomorrow at all? The fact that CSK have actually had the upper hand in recent times?
4: Um, I think it'd be quite easy to say it doesn't because it's a one off final, but I'm not sure that that's strictly true. Um, you've only got to look at the two meetings this season. Um, CSK have beaten KKR both times. One of them was in a high scorer. Um, I think both teams got 200. Um, and the second game, CSK won um was it was it the jadeja i think it was jadeja won it off the last ball possibly and then close moments are the exact sort of um games that you kind of back kkr in at the minute i was thinking if if it goes close in the final i would probably say kkr having been um well prepared over the last few days you'd probably back them again because they know what it takes to get over i know csk do as well but the immediate sort of um feeling of thinking yeah with this is our time this is where we come through and win you know it could it it could prove to be that way and on on the other hand you look at CSK who uh I think probably start well not probably I would say they start as favorites they've had a, a decent amount of time off whereas kkr have been sweating their way through two really close finishes um they've had they've played on 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 the wicket as well more recently um i think the pitch is going to be slightly different to what the last two kkr games have been um slightly more higher scoring i think to to get back to the question I, i i think when they um you know when they do cross that white line i think it's whoever turns up on the day i think the the past stats I think they could be read into until they start but you know when the game gets going I don't think they're going to be I don't think it really plays too much into their minds to be honest
2: there's there's probably going to be some people out there some Owen Morgan um, cricket fans fanatics who rate his captaincy that highly he probably thinks he's engineered these last two close encounters to uh, um, add add that kind of uh, asset to his team going into the final
1: Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store.
2: Let's move on to uh, the the Mega Auction. Um, Naman's uh, article that he shared with us prior to the the podcast today, two new franchises are going to be in IPL 2022. And to give them a little bit more of a level playing field, what's being rumoured is that the um, two new franchises will get effectively first picks, I think, in the next mega auction. So they can build, um, obviously the the existing eight teams are going to be able to retain their star names, the ones they prefer to play. So to give the the two new teams, Neil, a little bit of a, a level playing field in their first year, they're going to have, two or three picks, whatever the retention is, they're going to be able to match that with their first picks at the Mega Auction. That that seems quite a good idea to me.
1: It's um, it's entirely with precedent. Uh, it's what they did when CSK and Rajasthan had a couple of years out and uh, Gujarat Lions and Rising Poon Supergiant um, came through. Uh, they were allowed, I think it was five players um, from between the two squads of the others. So, in essence, um, they're getting their retentions in there on the remaining player pool before the auction starts. Makes complete sense. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I've heard a couple of rumors that it's going to be only retentions and no right to match, which actually makes more sense with uh, the two new teams. It's easier to to work out. So, probably um, a maximum of four, uh, four players um, with. Of those four, there's a maximum of two foreigners um, in there. That that seems to be the rumour that's going around and makes sense to me. Uh, it, it's going to depend a lot on, um, uh, on who's left over. Uh, a lot of rumours going around about who may or may not uh, be retained. I think there'll be some big names who choose to leave, um, especially if the price bands aren't imposed, as has been done by the IPL in the past when... Uh, I remember a year where they had three retentions, I think, at the last mega auction. And it said specifically one of them sits uh, 15, 15 crore. Uh, now, man, you'd be able to tell me uh, if I'm like a, a, a factor of 10 outs. But I thought it was like 1.5 million US was top and then then one and then like 800,000 uh, for the third. If, if they do it that way, then that would make it very easy to... Um, for the teams to pick, if they leave it free for all, then it could get very messy. Um, and also, KR Rahul is going to make a lot of money <laughs> this year because he, he's the one person we know is leaving Punjab and will get picked up either by one of the two new teams, uh, probably one of the two new teams, or the likes of Sunwriters uh, or maybe RCB who, um, uh, who require new captaincy. Um, I was going to say yeah. that now, I mean. KL, basically, for a new franchise or
2: for one of the two teams you mentioned, he's not just a ready-made player. He's a ready-made captain. He's got experience in the IPL. He's he's a perfect uh, perfect fill, isn't he? Now, now Man, you you brought the article to my attention. It seems just to be common sense to me that the two um, new franchises get a little bit of a head start
3: yes uh, and i feel uh, they need experienced players uh, right up front because i uh they'll be the icon players and there will be brand building before the mega auction because the first two initial players whom they will choose uh, they will be surrounding their the uh, uh, rest of the team among these two players and uh, i'm sure there will be one or two experienced players and they will be helping them around to build a team along with the coach uh, whom they choose for so i feel it's a correct decision to go for and uh, I feel it to be fair because the rest of the eight teams are going to retain their two to three players uh, along with the uh, captain and icon players. So it's fair to give these two new teams a chance and uh, uh, create their fan base around and uh, look for the pool, which what all players are there and whom they need to be captain and from which country they are looking on uh, for more players and likes of uh, um, there's a Warner and also are I'm sure going to be available. So a um, lot of thinking and uh, going into, uh, but uh, it's a good opportunity and also the correct decision, I think.
2: Da- Dan, I mean, the, the other two guys have answered the question very well there. But um, from a slightly different angle, IPL has had eight teams in it for a few years now. Um, the addition of two new ones to make it 10 team tournament, it's already a long tournament. Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? Is it all about the cash or is it about spreading out the talent and uh, making it a bigger, better cricketing spectacle?
4: No, I think, I mean, global sport is absolutely all about the cash. But um, I think, I, I understand what you're saying. I feel the times that this year, certainly after the restart, there was a few dead games between teams who very quickly realised that they didn't have a chance to qualify. That yeah. um, will you know probably increases That's really
2: cruel Dan to so just remind Neil of Sunrise's Hyderabad
4: <laughs> Well you know um, yeah sorry about that Neil um, but no I'm sure you can agree with the with the sentiment I think the more dead games we have the um, kind of less quality of the tournament I'd say I know it gives a, a greater chance for players to be picked up and get the opportunity to play and it will take the IPL to different parts of the country And, and that's um, one of
2: the things Dan at the IPL over the last two or three seasons for me is uh, other than Sunrises this season. It's been very condensed in the middle. You could, yeah, you, know, you could make a case for quite a lot of the teams in the run-up to the fight for the playoffs, all the way through to the very last game. There's always something riding on it. There's less chance of that, isn't there? With ten,
4: yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to give better exposure. I mean, it gives a, a great opportunity for some more gems to be. We'll never know. We'll
1: never know what the. Ge- we'll never know what the, those <laughs> gems were going to do, would we? I, I, I would say that, um, from my point of view, that. The tournament is about the right length at the moment. And we've seen with the Big Bash how an expansion has le- led to lower viewing figures because people just get, get tired. It's got to be fairly short and snappy um, there to keep keep the attention. So possibly with the inclusion of two additional teams, instead of having a round robin where everyone plays everyone, then you split it into uh, two groups of five and have a larger playoff stage, uh, sort of like a like a football World Cup. I think that would make things interesting and it certainly also prevents as many dead rubbers towards the back end and more knockout games clearly uh, provides more excitement. That would uh, definitely be an option. I don't think they can go round-robin. I don't think you can take the tournament to two months, two and a half months uh, ahead of the six weeks. Apart from anything at the moment, the IPL, due to the size and the quality are getting a window um, within the international calendar. If you increase it...
2: That's the thing as well, Neil, isn't it? Because you're going to pay off all of the um, international cricket boards. If your players are going to be asked for more and more and more and disappear for two months, what's it going to be next time? You know, two and a half months, three months, all of a sudden you're not playing international cricket for a quarter of the year. But There has to be some kind of balance there, doesn't it? And it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm really looking forward to that mega auction almost more than this final. I put out a tweet earlier on, and now, man, shut your ears um, because CSK and KKR are probably my seventh and eighth favourite sides in the IPL so I've got this, kind of the two sides I've got very little time for fighting it out for the, uh, the trophy tomorrow so uh, um, I'm looking forward to the mega auction I think more than the IPL final when it comes down to it
3: and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger.
2: If you're uh, only tuned in for the IPL chat, then we're going to be talking about the England Lions now for the next five minutes. So now's the time to say goodbye. Join us tomorrow for the uh, the festivities of uh, the trophy <laughs> presentations and the award ceremony. Um, but if you want to just have a little chat about the uh, the England Lions, fellows, um, I mean, I'm glad Dan's rejoined re- us here because uh, as, as an England fan, Dan, the I thought the Lions um, squad: Tom Abel from Somerset, Josh Brownehan from Lancashire, James Bracey Gloucestershire, Bryden Cast Durham, Mason Crane Hampshire. Matthew Fisher from Yorkshire, Ben Folkes Surrey, Alex Lees, Durham, Saqib Mahmood from Lancashire, Liam Norwell from Warwickshire, Matt Parkinson, Lancashire, Dom Sibley, Warwickshire, Jamie Smith from Surrey and Rob Yates from Warwickshire. A lot of those um, players, Silverwood, I think, had made some points about he didn't want anybody to be making their debuts in this Ashes series. He didn't think it was that kind of series. These are the next in line, aren't they? The, the Lions. And that, to me, looks like a really well-picked squad.
4: It does. I mean it's interesting you've 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 said that, but um of the players who have played for England, I would say Mason Crane, probably not gonna get a game. Ben Folk's probably not gonna get a game. Dom Sibley's probably not gonna get a game. So of the experienced players they've picked who have played Test cricket, I don't think many of them are gonna be they wouldn't be my first cab off the rank if one of their players in their positions got injured. I do think it's a it's a good squad. There's a bit of um experience in there. You've got um the one I'm I'd, I'd really love to see Tom Abel get a run for England.
2: Um I tell you I tell you what Dan I think he's a future England captain that lad.
4: Yeah, you've you've said that before. Yeah. I I mean I I do really rate him. I think Alex Lees as well. He's probably can count himself a little bit lucky because he's had a few years of uh, barren returns and he's had a, a good summer and kind of you know that says all we need to know really about the, uh, he, he, the was, he was
2: he, he's my favourite selection there um, I mean, really? I'm a Yorkshire I'm a Yorkshire fan and he was obviously a Yorkshire um, player for a long time and I was working there and I, I felt with Leesy that he got very very close when Adam Lythe was selected for the tour of the West yeah. Indies that time and then played against New Zealand and then into the Ashes I think it was a pretty much a toss of the coin between those two from the selectors whether it was going to be Lees or Lythe and Leesy just missed out then he had a little bit of a poor run has moved to Durham, has sorted himself out and has had a fantastic season in, in 2021. Season, yeah. So I'm really pleased because I, I, I like lazy He's a good lad and I'm pleased to see him get the recognition that I think he deserves. Matthew Fisher as well from Yorkshire. He's um, had problems with injuries all the way through his career and has actually put a summer together where he's not been off the park uh, and has been rewarded for that as well. So that that's good to see.
4: Yeah, Josh Bohannon as well. I think he's and his opportunity for the Lions. I, yeah, I think the one that I would say is probably the the two that would probably say, you you would say, have got the most chance of getting a game would be Saki Mahmood and probably Matt Parkinson. I do hope Matt Parkinson doesn't get a, Token Sydney Bowl, um, you know, sort of <laughs> as we had in previous years. Throw a leggy in at Sydney when they were four nil down. I've, I would have had Parkinson in my in my squad anyway, to be honest. Bryden Cass as well, another one who he might. There's got a chance of getting a game um, and very quickly if if Mark Woods' injuries. You know, if he, I can't see Mark Wood playing. Five tests, anywhere close to five tests, to be honest. But, yeah, I think it's a, a relatively strong Lions squad, and I think they'll give England a, a game in the warm-up games.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's going to be an interesting match, actually, isn't it, in, in the warm-up yeah. matches at the start. Um, what about you, Neil? Is there anybody there that stands out as being an exciting pick for the Lions?
1: Well, I mean, Saqib is, uh, is the obvious one. I, I was surprised, actually, that he wasn't in the main squad. But, to be honest... The Lion squad, I think, can assuming they've got um, short bubble to bubble movement. Uh, if there is any quarantine between two bubbles, it's uh, only a day or so. Then the Lion squad is basically an extension of the main squad. It's just that those backup players are actually going to get some game time uh, to keep themselves in nick, rather than just you know carrying trunks for uh, and netting for two months, which makes absolute sense um, if you're going to replace someone then have it with someone who's actually you know held a bat in anger in the last two months that's a really good
2: point Neil because last last winter um, it was a big big squad that England took and effectively the Lions were there but they were there behind the scenes just netting for the entire tour rather than actually playing so at least they're going to get some matches and get some games there man, what about you is there anybody there that stands out from from your point of view can you see anybody that excites you as a potential future England player there yes
3: pretty much like if you see the squad half of them already played against uh, Pakistan, uh, likes of Cars, uh, Parkinson, all over there when uh, the uh, prime England team was in quarantine due to COVID. Uh, but I am uh, happy for the likes of James Bracey. They have kept uh, him in contention. Uh, they did not discard him after the uh, series they played. Uh, so good to see him and Ben Fox also coming back in. I guess I am uh, a bit disappointed to not see Harry Broke over there. He he should have uh, been there in the squad. I feel he he played brilliantly in this uh, county season and. Uh, I I don't, I don't well. know how
2: that I don't know how that works. No actually, because both Harry Brooke and Liam Livingston are part going to be part of the big bash um this season. But then again, Tom Abel is as well. So I'm not whether they're giving them. Some time off or not, I'm not sure. But the uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure how that actually kind of gels together. But I know Harry Brook is going to be playing for the Hobart
1: Hurricanes, isn't he? In the in the Big Bash, uh, are they all in uh, in one place like the uh, like the the women's thing is? Uh, are they all bubbled up in uh, with a, a couple of stadiums, or are they actually actually? I don't, I
2: don't. I'm not sure, but I know I, I read somewhere the other day that Liam Livingstone wanted a bit of time off this winter, so he's chosen the Big Bash above the Lions. I think I think that's how how it's worked with him. Whether that's the same for uh, for Harry as well? I'm Interesting not sure, with,
4: but... with Livingston, James. Um, I read just before we came on that he said he wants some time off, like he said, and um, he's looking forward to spending Christmas at home with his family. So doesn't leave much of a window of the big bash to play if he wants Christmas at home with his family.
1: And he's still got to do the same quarantine again exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. that, So I don't know weird.
4: how much I don't know how much cricket Livingston will play in the big bash. I'm wondering if he's gonna. Mm. Pull out, maybe.
1: Joe Clark's another one uh who uh, who would have been exciting. The little that I've se- I've seen of him has been absolutely superb. I'd uh, go,
2: Neil, Joe Clark is one of the best young players I've ever seen on the county mm-hmm. circuit. He, he hits that cover drive as crisply and as sweetly as anybody. But I still think there's that hangover, isn't there, from, the, um, from what happened at Worcestershire, which we won't go into. But I think the ECB have got long memories when it comes to that.
1: Well, Stokes uh, Stokes had a number of disciplinary problems before and during uh, his England career and has managed to overcome them. I hope Joe Clark gets afforded the same uh, same leeway.
2: And, and Tom, Tom Coller Cadmore in the limited over arena as well is kind of was part of that too and hasn't been picked by England since. So, um, yeah, I think it's time to uh, to bury that and let those guys move on a little bit because I think Joe Clark's a terrific player. I totally agree with you. Let's get back very fi- finally before we say goodbye today to the final. Um, I know what you're going to say now, man, to this question, but uh, who wins it?
3: Let's say yes, for me, but uh, overall, I just want to, I'm happy to see this tournament. Uh... Uh, like, uh, so, all the players. are not to finish this uh, uh, tournament, just I'll it just real. jump in
2: there because you've got all you've got all distorted on me when it comes to the uh, the audio there. But I have got your general gist there. That I think you're just happy that it's been played and we actually had the chance to actually complete the tournament, which I completely agree with. I think um, I saw a couple of comments from people suggesting that it's only a cricket tournament why are we bothering Um, A there's the money which is not insignificant by any means there's a lot of zeros at the end of the figure when it comes to to the, uh, the money but why do you play sport? Why do you start a tournament? You start the tournament to try and complete the tournament and see who lifts the trophy at the end of it. That's why you. That's why you start a tournament. So, from that perspective, from a sporting angle, from a, from a cricketing angle, um, yeah, fantastic that we've got it finished. I'm sure most relieved man in the stadium. Tomorrow, at the end of it, will be Serevgan Googly, who I imagine has probably increased his bandwidth on his broadband connection by no end to try and get all of the meetings in to facilitate the second part of this IPL in the UAE. And I'm sure he'll probably just lie down in a dark room after the final and just think, oh, thank goodness that's over. Dan, what about you, the final? KKR or uh, CSK?
4: Um, I think if it goes close, KKR might do it. Um, and I think if it's not close, I think see it, I, I could see CSK win fairly heavily. The romantic in me would love to see Dhoni need six to win off the last ball and smash it out of Dubai.
2: Well, it would be a no ball. He needs seven and it's a no ball and he smacks it out of Dubai. I guess it's <laughs> even, even more classic.
1: What about you, Neil? CSK for me. Um, I think that KKR have been superb, but a lot of that's been built on their spin attack. And I think CSK in Moen Ali. Ryudu and Dhoni have got excellent players to spin, um, so that may, uh, on just on matchups, um, I think that's going to tip it.
2: Um, just a couple of comments have come in over the last few minutes. Uh, Tony Skinner says, "Big Bash is being played at each team's home grounds, um, so it is, it is kind wow, of wow, even Perth." And uh, Vasantha said the English squad is no big, no big difference from 2017, and there aren't too many new players. I think he's talking about the main squad there. And I still think England bowlers have to put pressure on Australia. Um, well, yeah, of course they do. That's, of course they do. That's, that's their job. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. We'll see how the IPL final pans out. And obviously the T20 World Cup is just around the corner. Cricket, cricket, cricket. It's just how cricket badges like myself like the world to look uh, when it comes to the sporting arena. We will join you fair badges out there whether you watch us on the uh, video feed or whether you listen to the uh, podcast in a more traditional way later on we will join you shortly after the final has finished tomorrow we will crown the winners and we will give out our awards all of the badges have now voted in the various sections of the award ceremony and uh, I know the winners the rest of you don't yet you will find out tomorrow as will you listeners join us then enjoy the final everybody and we'll see you very soon indeed
0: Podcast Network.